Welcome back to Just Scrap Radio on PJPen.com. I'm your host, Cole Sheldon. Episode 58, we got a good lineup here ahead of UFC Vegas 42. First up, we're joined by Felicia Spencer to preview her fight against Leia Letson, who's making her return. Felicia, obviously, coming off that disappointing loss to Norman Dumont. The loss doesn't look as bad anymore. It was a split decision after what Dumont did to Aspen Ladd. But prior to that, she went all five rounds against Man Nunes for the belt. So two fight losing streak. Felicia's really looking to get back in the win column. And she doesn't, she's pretty honest. She just focused on this fight because she doesn't really know what's next for her. Just because to see the featherweight division, you don't really know what's going to happen. But we did this interview like the Friday before Ladd Dumont. So it, um, she does talk about maybe the winner, the loser, that one. But with Vlad losing, it does make a lot of sense. But really good chat with Felicia. Then we're joining. We're then going to be joined by Tiago Moises to preview his fight against Joel Alvarez. We talked to Tiago about his loss to Islam Makachev and what he learned from that. Obviously, first UFC main event going four rounds of the Islam looked very impressive after Dan Hooker couldn't even get out of the first rounds. Tiago says he learned a lot. And he expects to use this here against Joel Alvarez, who he thinks this is a perfect opponent for him to get an impressive win and start working his way up back those back up those lightweight ranks. We're then going to be joined by Sean Woodson to preview his fight against Colin Anglin. Sean Woodson, arguably the biggest featherweight on the roster. He's a massive. He's six foot two, 79 inches. He's going to have a big reach and height advantage over Colin Anglin, who he thinks he can get that highlight reel finish and start to get some momentum back behind his names. He wants to get active. Maybe a re- get a big win here, get a bonus return in February and start to kind of work his way up to the top 15. We close things out talking to Leia Letson, just about kind of what she's been dealing with. She hasn't fought since 2018 when she beat Julia Stolianenko by split decision at the tough finale. Since then, she's had two UFC fights canceled due to medical issues. She got into that, how she thought she'd maybe never fight again. So a lot of adversity and a lot of stuff to overcome. She's returning basically three years to the day, just about two weeks shy of her last fight. So very uh, important fight for Leia, who she thinks she can get a win over Felicia. She's right there in the title mix, but really good job with her. Uh, really good job with all four of you. I appreciate you all listening. Be sure to share the show, subscribe, and thank you all for listening. All right, we're joined by UFC featherweight Felicia Spencer, who's back in action here pretty soon. Felicia, how's it going? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing well. Like, I know your last fight didn't go your way. Like, what did you kind of take away from that fight? Because that was a super close fight with Norma. Um, you know, I just, my uh, my mental space, I think, was just uh, maybe not not where it usually is or where it should be. And, uh, you know, I've definitely taken steps in the right direction to just to have that drive and that fire. Like, I just didn't feel like that intensity when I was there. Like, I didn't feel that that drive in the in the cage that I know I have. So um, it's definitely in there now. <laughs> I definitely um, I want to have you know pulling from that. You know I I don't really feel like super proud of that performance. So that's kind of what I'm taking. Like I'm really excited to just go back in and and you know no matter the outcome to be able to walk away like proud of what I did in there. And after the loss, like, did you really know what was going to be next? Just because we talk about a lot, like, you don't really know when the next fight or who the next fight's going to be in the division. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really know what was next. I wasn't really thinking too far ahead. I was, uh, you know, just kind of taking care of post-fight, you know, uh, bumps and bruises, and kind of just playing a little bit of the waiting game, you know, to see what was going to happen. And uh, yeah, I was kind of open. I didn't really have any expectations of anything. Uh, I was kind of open to see what would happen. And, uh, you know, it was nice to see Norma got booked. And then I, shortly after I got booked and um, yeah, things are still rolling. So I'm, you know, I'm really happy that 
you know, with all the questions in the last couple of years about the division, it seems like it's sticking around at least for now and kind of building, especially with this weekend with the Norma and, and Aspen last fight, it's kind of an exciting twist in the division. So I'm, I'm really excited about it. I'm happy to be a part of it. And this is about six months after your last fight. Like, was this the right time frame? Was it a bit later than what you thought? Uh, no, this is the right time. Yeah, I, um, you know, I had to kind of take care of some, a little bit of lingering injuries. And uh, yeah, I was happy that it, it wasn't, I think I would have been ready sooner, but this was like the perfect time to, to be able to peak, you know, after, after, this, you know, to be able to peak for this fight, you know, so. Hey, your opponent, Leia Letson, like, were you surprised this is who you got just because she hasn't fought in a while and like no one really knew when she was coming back? Not at all, actually. I, I thought for a few years that I would end up fighting Leah Letson at some point. Um, I figured she would be a featherweight when she did come back. Um, you know, I, when, from the beginning, I, I kept thinking, oh, my next opponent's probably going to be like, I don't know, Leah Letson. And then it never happened. And then out of the blue, she's ready to fight again. I mean, she, I know she was going through some, um, some health issues of her own. So I was really happy to see that she was able to overcome it and, you know, come back. And I know she's really excited to fight again. So, I was happy for her to have the the comeback and uh, yeah, I kind of figured at some point we would fight. Uh, how much do you know about Leia? Like she was on tough. She had some success there, but obviously that's when 2018 like, how much do you, how much like do you know about her as an opponent? I mean, honestly, not much. You know, I know, you know, that she's, she's tough. You know, I know she's, she, you know, she's, uh, she's in the armed forces, you know, so all the respect to her, I have nothing like zero bad things to say about her. Uh, I know she trains hard and she's going to come in and, and be a tough opponent. Uh, I haven't, you know, honestly, I, I a lot of like the game planning and like what I should do, what she's, what we anticipate her to do all that kind of just leave that to my coaches to, to, uh, to work on. And uh, yes, yeah, so honestly, I don't personally know a lot, lot, um, you know, other than just what's, what's obvious, like, you know, that she's posted about over the years. Well, that's actually something I wanted to ask her because I talked to her and she it wasn't like a shot at you or anything. It was just like any opponent she fought. She says, it's going to be hard to fight me because she hasn't fought in so long. And like, you don't know what she's working on. So like, how do you kind of prepare for that? Because like, she is right where she hasn't fought since 2018. So like, you don't know what she's added or how she's going to fight now. Yeah, I mean, I kind of think about that with every every opponent, you know, whether they fought recently or not. I always think they're going to be tweaking their game, changing things and and just being the best version of themselves, you know, I feel like most fighters um, have never shown the best of their ability in the cage. I feel like we spend so many hours and hours and hours in the in the gym. We, we have our best moments in the gym for sure. You know, I feel like most of us do. So that's uh, I always expect, no matter what I've seen from a fighter, to to know that the ability is probably even up you know, three times or more higher than what we've ever seen. You know, I'm always ex just expecting like a, a, a level up. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of a nice uh, mystery to have because there's, you know, there's kind of, it's kind of exciting, but also kind of just do what I do. You know, I'm just going to think about me and, you know, I'm going to tackle whatever she puts in front of me and kind of just do my thing. So it's kind of nice to know, or I guess to not know exactly what she's going to do. Cause I can just think about what I'm going to do. How do you kind of see the fight playing out then? Uh, honestly, I, I can definitely see myself, you know, just wanting to finish it and get a great performance. And that's more than likely going to happen on the ground, whether it's a TKO or a submission. So um, yeah, I think, I think that would be 
where I foresee it. I mean, she's tough enough where I don't expect a first round, even though that'd be amazing. I like to get my work done quick, but you know, <laughs> um, I could see a second round finish, probably one of the options options on the ground. How much better or big of a relief is it seeing the UFC book these featherweight fights and like you see like Aspen Ladd moved up, Holly Holm even like was moving up before she got hurt. Like it seems like for a while, every time we talked, it was always like, you don't know what's next. You don't know who else is fighting, but now there's like actual fights and happening. Like, how's that? Like, how important is that to see for you? And especially like a big relief for you. Yeah. You know, it's, it really is. I'm happy for the division. You know, I, um, you know, my time is limited, limited in the sport. So to know, or to, to hope that the division can last beyond, you know, beyond me will be, will be very nice. You know, I think, just to have the opportunity to, to fight at this weight class for, for a lot of people up and coming will be good. And, and hopefully the division can be developed a little bit more so that people can, you know, have the opportunity to really develop their skills and have more fights before, you know, before making it to the very tip top of the division, you know, when you've, when they've only had a few fights. Um, so the more that the, the division grows, the more that that's going to be an, uh, you know, a possibility for people to, for the featherweights to just get better um, you know, before jumping to the top. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm happy, you know, I'm happy, um, for all the featherweight girls that are coming up or that are sticking around or just, you know, uh, it's nice. It was another, um, it was going to be the, or it is going to be the main event. So that's, that's awesome that the main event of a UFC fight night is going to be a featherweight female fight and it's not for the title. <laughs> so that's a big, you know, that's a big deal. Did you think they were going to rebook that Danielle Wolf fight just because you guys were booked and then after you lost to Norm? Like, I kind of thought that was the way they're going to go because I didn't actually know when Leia was going to return at all. Yeah, I, I kind of thought that they might throw that out there, um, especially me coming off of a loss. And I figured whoever lost the fight on May 22nd would possibly fight Danielle Wolf. Um, it wouldn't, it definitely wouldn't have made sense coming off of a win. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't really know what's going on with, with her end. I know she had a, an injury during camp last time, but hopefully it's better and hopefully she'll, you know, be able to show her skills soon. Do you think the apex favors you just with the smaller cage? Like it's kind of easier for you to get to that, be able to clinch and take her down. Like there's less room for kind of lay it to work. Uh, yeah. I mean, smaller cage definitely tends to favor the grappler. Um, so, I mean, she's she's a good grappler too, though. So, um, I mean, I kind of – it's the third time in a row I fight at the Apex, so I do kind of miss now at this point, like, having that, uh, like, the crowd and stadium or, you know, something a little bigger. But, you know, I'm not definitely not complaining. Like, I'm happy to be at the Apex. And there will be a little crowd this time, so that will be a little different. Uh, but yeah, as far as the cage goes – it's not really something that I think about a lot, but it, I think the apex cage is closer to cages that I'm familiar with in training. So that's kind of, you know, a, a bonus, I guess, uh, that I'm more familiar with the size. You get your hand raised here. Like when's that ideal time for you to return? Like you hoping it's quicker than the six months. Or you think that's a kind of good timing for you every like couple six, five, six months. Honestly, I have no idea. Um, I haven't even thought about what happens after November 13th. So you know, it could be quick. It could be not quick. I honestly have have no uh, no thought about how quick to return. You know, it all depends how I feel and what's available, how my life goes. So, are, are you hoping girls like Holly and Aspen stay up at featherweight? Because then th those are obviously two big names for you to fight down the line as well. 
yeah, I mean, I hope they stay at Featherweight and I hope others who feel like they're cutting too much weight come to Featherweight. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited for it to grow. I hope they sign people from outside of the organization to, you know, fill up the roster a little bit. I still will never understand people at Bandweight that cut so much weight. Like, it's the same champion at Bandweight and Featherweight. Like, why not not have to cut the extra time out? Like, especially if you're Aspen, who, like, you would see her on a scale when she got to 35. Like, it didn't look good. There's plenty others where just move up to Featherweight. And it's probably an easier path to a title shot at Featherweight. Like, you probably only need two or three wins. Like, are you surprised more girls haven't moved up to Featherweight considering it's Amanda Nunes at 35 and 45, so it's not like a different fight or anything at all? Yeah, you know, I think earlier, uh, like, I used to be more surprised. I feel like now maybe I'm realizing maybe they just want to have a size advantage. Maybe they think they'll have a size advantage at 35 until they reach the champion, um, which I'm not sure is really true. But uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think in in the case of the fight coming up this weekend, Aspen Ladd was pretty much in line for a title shot anyway, but she needed a win probably, especially since Pena's fighting um, Nunez. So this this honestly puts her in line for a featherweight title, right? So she beats Norma. Boom, there's your next featherweight title defense. Norma beats Ladd. She just beat top contender at Bantamweight. Now Dumont has a featherweight title, you know, potential title fight. So I think this is kind of like a number one contender featherweight fight, honestly. <laughs> Uh, just last thing, are you hoping your next fight, though, is maybe on a pay-per-view in front of like a sold-out crowd again, or do you kind of like the uh, the Apex atmosphere? I would, I I do miss the crowd. Yeah, it'd be cool to fight. Honestly, it'd be cool to fight in Orlando uh, yeah. or in, in Montreal, you know, like one of the two places that I kind of call home. So, uh, yeah, I miss, yeah, it's it's a cool feeling being in, in a big crowd. Well, anywhere in Canada, like Canada needs a card again soon. Pretty like it's been a yeah. while. Yeah, that would be that'd be cool to have the comeback in Canada. That that'd be real cool. All right, well, Felicia, I appreciate the time as always. Thank you so much for doing this. I think his box is going to be too much for his uh, for Rodriguez' uh, flashy style. All right, we're joined by UFC lightweight Tiago Moises, who's back in action. Tiago, how's it going, man? My degree, man. How about you? I'm doing well. I just before we get into your next fight, I just want to quickly touch on your last fight. Like obviously a, a tough outing against Islam, who I think one of the best lightweights in the world. Like going into the fourth round, like you went into the fourth round with him. Like, what do you take away from that fight? I you know it was a great experience. Uh, first main event, uh, going four rounds against a guy like Islam. You know, in my opinion, uh, Islam is. Uh, He's the toughest fighter in the top 15, the, the toughest fight, fighter in the lightweight division. So it was a great experience, uh, made me a better fighter. And uh, for sure, it's going to make me grow as a fighter. And, and I'm going to be a champion. And how important was that experience that you got to go into the fourth round in the UFC and kind of be able to know what it's like headlining a card and what's it like going to the championship rounds? I was... Uh, Fighting four rounds was a good experience, you know. I fought five rounds before, but uh, for sure the pressure uh, of the UFC of one uh, UFC main event, uh, it's uh, it's a lot. So I'm glad that uh, I I experienced that and uh, you know just just grateful for this this opportunity and can't wait to to do the main event again. 
and your next opponent, Joel Alvarez, like how much do you know about him? You know, my opponent, Joel Alvarez, he's, uh, he's a good striker, and, uh, but he likes to fight uh, on the ground. He has a lot of submissions. He's very long, very tall. So I'm getting ready for that, getting ready for the, for the length, uh, getting ready for, for his reach. You know, uh, he has very good leg kicks, uh, straight punches, good guillotines, good arm bars, uh, good triangles. So he's a fighter that I, I respect a lot. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna win this this fight in, a, in an impressive way. Do you think you fought someone like Joel in your career before? Uh, there's a guy named Zach Prima. Uh, he has similar style than uh, Joel. Uh, really good jiu-jitsu also, very tall. I think the fight is going to be similar. And who are the main people you're working with? Because I'll see a lot of guys at ATT you can work with. For this fight, uh, I'm training mostly with uh, Renato Moicano. He's helping me a lot. He's very tall also. Good striker, good jiu-jitsu, good everywhere. So I'm going to be ready for this fight. How do you kind of see this fight playing out then? Uh, I see myself uh, either way or winning by knockout or submission how much like pressure are you putting on yourself to get back in the win column because you've never lost two in a row in the ufc or in, in your career for that matter like you've always rebounded after a loss you know i just uh just try to get try to get better every day every practice training for the best guys in the world best coaches fixing uh the mistakes that uh that I've mean, been doing, not just in the fight, but also in training. So try to get better every day and uh, enjoy, enjoy this life, lifestyle, this journey. It's not easy, but uh, we have to enjoy this and being happy and grateful. I think that's the most important thing that I we had to do. So that's how I'm taking this, you know, not, not put, a, put a pressure on, on myself at all. Do you think this fight's mostly going to take place on the feet, or do you think he's going to try to take you down? I think this fight's going to take place more on the feet because he doesn't try to take uh, he doesn't try to take it down very much. He likes to fight it off his back, and uh, we we we're gonna see uh, a lot of striking this match, and we're gonna see him on his back also. What do you think a win over Joel does for you? Like you're ranked 15th right now. Like, do you just think it gets you another ranked opponent next time out? You know, uh, my plan uh, is to beat Joel now and uh, fighting uh, more ranked, uh, higher ranked, ranked guys uh, next year, and I keep climbing their their rankings. And I think I win over him. Should put me like maybe number fourteen. Is it a bit disappointing you're just back at the apex and you're not in front of a crowd? You know, uh, yes, I miss fighting. <laughs> For a full arena, for a lot of for for the fans, you know, and uh, and I can't wait to fight for the fans again. But uh, I still I, I still enjoy fighting in the apex. Uh, so it's like it's like a sparring session. Have you been able to work with Poirier at all? Because obviously I know he has his fight coming up, like about a month after you. Yeah, he's uh, he just got here uh, at the ATC Coconut Creek yesterday. Uh, yesterday, I think, and we're gonna you're gonna get some some working together, especially for for Charlie's fight. I'm gonna be helping him uh, with the grappling aspect. 
what's that like for you getting to work with Poirier, who's one of the best lightweights in the world? Like, I'm sure you learn a lot from when you guys train together. Yes, I learned a lot from him. I know he's a great training partner, a great fighter, uh, as inspiration as well. You know, uh, see him training, see where he's at his career right now. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's great. I mean, being around those guys uh, just just make uh, just grow. You know, just make each other better. You get your hand raised here. Like, when's that ideal time frame for you to return? Uh, I would like to return around uh, February or March next year. I think and it, against it, a rank guy, preferably. Yes, that that would be perfect. Is that Islam fight one you'd like to get back down the line? Just because I, I see it, see like you had some success in that fight, and and like I think you both are so young that it could happen again. Yes, I feel exactly the same. You know, I feel uh, we're gonna cross paths again. Uh, especially because I think it was, uh, I had, I had a good moments on that fight. You know, I, I gave him a lot, a lot of, uh, uh, some, uh, hard, hard, hard times, you know, and we both young and I think we're going to cross paths, uh, in, in the top soon. Oh, back to your fight quickly, like with Joel, like he's a guy that has good chokes or whatnot, but do you think, he's not going to want to go to the ground with you because you're very dangerous on the ground as well? Man, I think he's very comfortable on the ground, uh, but I, I see myself as a better jiu-jitsu player. But um, if he if he tries to go to the ground with me, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be good for me. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I, I think he, his main plan is going to be uh, jiu-jitsu because he's not going to find successful on his feet. He hasn't fought in over a year. So how hard is that to prepare for? Because you don't really know what he's been working on. Because a year's a long time of not fighting. You know, uh, I'm preparing for the best version version of Joel, you know. And I'm training every day to get myself better, to get the best Thiago that, I, that possibly I can be on on November 13th. That's, that's my goal, uh, get better every day and, uh, and be the best Thiago that I can on November 13th. Do you think ring rust will be a factor, or do you not really pay any attention to that? Uh, right now, I'm not uh, paying, paying too much attention to that right now. Uh, just last couple of things. Like, your English has even gotten better since last time I talked to you. Is that <laughs> something you, you continue to work on? Yes. Uh, maybe that's uh, living in the U.S., you know, talking to Americans at the gym or watching uh, movies in English, uh, series in English. I think that's that's help helping me a lot. How important was that for you to learn English? Because I think you can become more marketable for the UFC if obviously you can speak English. I think it's very important to speak English. Yes, because you know UFC is an American company and English is the universal language. So I think every fighter in the UFC should should learn how to speak English. Is it nice, though, that at ATT, there's a lot of Brazilians, though, so you could still speak uh, Portuguese to them? Yeah, there, there's a lot of Brazilians right now. There's a lot of Russian guys. And, uh, yeah, I think the most the mostly uh, nationalities at ATT are Brazilians and Russians and, of course, also Americans. Uh, just last thing for you, when do you plan to go back to Brazil? Are you just always going to be in the States now? No, now I go to Brazil just to visit visit my family, and uh, I'm going to Brazil. I think maybe for Christmas. I think for Christmas.
so it's this fight, then go spend time with your family, then like yes, like yes. In February, March is kind of that yes, ideal plan. Yeah, that's 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 my plan. You know, get this win, you know, and uh, go to Brazil, celebrate with my family, friends. Go back, get back to HT, You know, keep training, keep getting better, training hard, and fight again February, March. But I'm <laughs> I'm gonna still if when I go to Brazil, I'm gonna keep training there. So. And maybe maybe the UFC heads back down to Brazil and you get on a card there. Yeah, I would love to, man. Like I fought in Rio, UFC Rio, same uh, same card as Jose Aldo, Anderson Silva, and uh, Jessica Batstak. And the the, ener the energy was amazing. The place was uh, was full. So I can't wait to fight for uh, for that people again, man. It was awesome. Well, Tiago, I appreciate the time. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, I appreciate your brother. Thank you. All right, we're joined by UFC featherweight Sean Woodson, who's back in action. Sean, how's it going, man? Doing great, man. Uh, just woke up from a nap. About to eat here in a minute and go go train. And was this kind of the right time for you about five months after your last fight, or is it a bit later than what you thought? Uh, It's a lot better than before, you yeah. know? On my last fight, I was off for about like a, a year, I believe. And uh, I would like to get back sooner, but I broke my hand in my last fight. So I need to take some time off from that. I got surgery done. And five months is actually pretty quick for, uh, you know, uh, you know, just having to do surgery and, you know, everything. But I did. My, I made sure I was on point with my recovery and did everything possible to get back in there as soon as possible. So, yeah, I'm happy with the five months. When were you like fully healed and able to trade like a hundred percent again? Oh, uh, I've been training a hundred percent probably uh two and a half months now. So it took about uh it took so it took about three uh four to six weeks to heal up. And you got a lot of notice for this one. Like how much total weeks did you get for this? Because it seems like you've got it quite a bit. Yeah, it was about uh I can't remember exactly, but it was about ten to twelve weeks. Is that kind of perfuse? I mean, you get a full camp in and really kind of prepare for the guy. Yeah, that's super important to me. Like, I, I really, yeah, that's that's super important to me. As long as I got six to eight weeks, I'm really happy with it. Either any, uh, you know, less time than that is uh, pretty dicey. Uh, Colin Anglin, how much do you know about him? Uh, I didn't before, but I know a lot now. Uh, yeah, I, I, I know he. Uh, you know, contender series. I'm familiar with this camp, Factory X. Those are the guys I uh, went up against last time, and you know, I watched watched his fights. I, I believe I like to say I'm pretty familiar with him now. He's a he has a wrestling background. He likes to stand and bang though, tough his nails. Uh, he's gonna keep coming for sure. Uh, he's a guy who likes to you know push the pace, and he's I, I'd call him you know a pressure fighter, and uh, it's a matchup that I'm really excited for. You're gonna have a no surprise. You're gonna have a, like a massive height and reach advantage. Like this one is pretty big too. Like I think it's an eight or nine inch reach advantage. Like how important do you think that's gonna be in the fight? Because he's a guy that likes to come forward, so he can kind of stick that jab and not or always let him get hit when he comes in. Like how important is that? Yeah, I, th I feel like that you know is a big factor in this fight for sure. I feel like that's gonna uh, present some new problems for him, something that he's probably not used to dealing with. You know, uh, I don't think uh you know. A lot I don't think many guys in my division are used to dealing with a guy as long as me and a guy who you know, really knows how to use his reach and can box. So, uh, yeah, I, f I feel like that's going to be really important. And you use, like, uh, knees and flying knees a lot. Like, is that something that do you think catches people by surprise just because your size and, like, they always just are worried about the jab so much that they don't really see the knees coming? 
Uh, yeah, I do. A, I think I do a good job of like, you know, blending my strikes together to the point where, you know, you don't really have, you don't really know what's coming, you know, like as far as, you know, my uppercuts and my knees and my jabs and yeah, I, I, I think, uh, I don't think it necessarily surprising guys cause you know, everybody's throwing flying knees and, you know, mm -hmm. but, uh, I just think I, I have probably better timing than most with mine and, uh, yeah, and the fact that I'm just built different, you know, I, I feel like they just land a little different than they do for other people. Stylistically, like, how do you think you match up against him? Like, I on paper to me, I think it's like he's going to try to want to just clench it and try to get down to the ground where you're probably going to want to keep it standing. Uh, yeah, yeah. I feel like this is the perfect fight for me, actually, to, you know, really, really showcase all my skills. You know, I'm not too happy with my – I'm not happy with my last performance at all, but – this is the fight that I think I'll be able to, you know, showcase everything I can do. You know, everybody knows I, you know, I'm a striker and then I can box, I can box, I can box really well, but uh, I feel like this fight, I'll be able to show everything, you know, we're going to mix it up everywhere. You know, he's going to come forward he's going to try and close the distance. And uh, I believe, you know, we're going to do, you know, I'm gonna be able to show off my grappling and wrestling. You know, like I said, this guy's tough. I don't see myself putting him away with one shot. So uh, me, yeah, I feel I feel like there will be some grappling and wrestling exchanges and that I'll uh, surprise a lot of people with. He's actually like a main training partner of Yusuf Salal too. Like, do you, do you think that's going to play any factor where Yusuf can tell him some things or do you not really pay much attention to that? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, them being on the same team and whatnot yet. Like I'm sure, you know, Yusuf will try to give him, you know, a good, uh, you know, some Intel on me or, you know, just try to help him out some, but I, I, you know, not even trying to, sound cocky but i just i don't think he can you know uh i'm one of them guys you gotta feel man like you know you can watch film on me and you know people can give you advice and tips and whatnot but i just don't i just feel like once you get in there and get a feel for me it's totally different than what you're expecting and uh so yeah and and my last fight with yusuf like yusuf didn't i don't feel like yusuf got you know uh he he still doesn't even know, you know, uh, have a real good read on me. So I don't think there's much he can really even tell Colin. How do you see this fight playing out? Because whenever I talk to you, it seems like when you don't get the finish, you aren't too happy with your performance. Yeah, well, I mean, every yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not at all. I'm my worst critic for sure. Like, yeah, if I don't get the finish, I'm you know pretty hard on myself about it. But I mean, I just you know learn learn and grow. Uh, yeah, I feel like I probably wouldn't even I probably wouldn't be in the position I am today if I wasn't such, you know, such a hard critic, possibly, you know, I don't know. But uh yeah, this fight I I'm you know, I'm tired of decisions. The last one was too close for comfort. I'm definitely coming to finish this fight. How much have you looked at Collins last fight where he did get knocked out and kind of saw what openings were there? Uh yeah, I, uh yeah, I watched that one quite uh quite a few times. Uh yeah, that guy he fought was, you know, a, really good striker and, uh, you know, put the, uh, put the pace on them early. And, uh, yeah, but I mean, then again, you, you, uh, well, yeah, it did go to the second round. Like, uh, yeah, you can, uh, there, there's some things I took from that fight, but, uh, it, it, you know, the full fight didn't play out. So I didn't get to see too much. It was kind of like a, you know, it was pretty one-sided as well too. So, but yeah, I've seen it uh, quite a few times. Whenever I talk to you too, even in this chat, like it seems like you do a lot of studying. Like, how much studying do you do, and like watching film your opponents do you do, and how much do you think that helps? Uh, this is my life. Like, uh, yeah, this is my life, man. I don't, I don't play around with this at all. Uh, yeah, when you give me, you know, t 10, 12 weeks, you know, to study one guy, I, I uh, 
I really, I really use, I really take that opportunity. You know, I really take advantage of that. Uh, yeah, I watch film. I watch fights every day. I watch fights every day. I don't, I, you know, I don't necessarily watch my opponent every day, you know, but I, you know, like fights that are like similar to, you know, like our matchup, uh, you know, I, I watch, you know, if that makes sense, you know, like yeah. talk strikers versus, you know, wrestler or whatnot, you know, like I just, I watch film every day. I watch film every day. I study, you know, a lot. This is a 24 seven round the clock job. You know, it's not just, it doesn't just in, in the training room, you know? When you do watch your opponent, like what are, like how far back do you go? Like, do you only go like a couple fights back? Cause obviously you change or do you, are you going like years back and still kind of looking at things he does from years that he's still doing now that you can kind of pick up on. Oh, anything we can find. Uh, yeah, I've heard, I've heard guys before say that they don't watch old film. Cause you know, it doesn't really, no, there's, there's been so many times where I'm watching film on a guy and I'll see things that they, they, they were doing seven, eight years ago that they're still doing, you know, from a fight, you know, six, seven months ago or something like that. You know, you can, you know, if you, if you watch hard enough, you got an eye for this, for this thing, uh, you'll be able to tell stuff, you know, no matter how old the footage is, but yeah, I'll, I'll watch it all. Is it you normally do it or do you sit down with your coach and kind of go through it? Uh, we don't. So, I mean, we don't really both sit down and watch full fights together at the same time, but we'll def we definitely both watch film on our own time. And then when we come together in the training room, we both talk about, you know, we just talk about what we see. Uh, but yeah, yeah, me and my whole team, yeah, we definitely study film and, you know, just talk about it and put a game plan together. I know most UFC contracts go for fights. Like you're entering your fourth fight. Have you already re-upped like, or is it, are you going into your last fight on this one? Oh uh, no, yeah. So whenever I announced this fight on Instagram, I, uh, I, I, I included in that that I, yeah, I did sign a new four fight deal with UFC. Hey, what's that mean for you? Because like you see a lot of people that are just one contract and out. So to get another contract, the UFC like, uh, and probably bonus like a bit more money too. Like it's probably a big a big thing for you. Yeah, I, yeah, it's huge. But at the same time, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's huge. Like it's a big blessing. Like I, it, it really, uh, man, it, it, uh. I was over the top happy when I got the news about it. But at, at the same time, though, you know, I know, how, like you said, I know how this sport goes. And, you know, you never really, you know, you can you can never really take your foot off the gas. You can never really sit back and be like, OK, you know, I'm you know, I'm good here or whatnot. You got to uh, you got to win. You got to win. And I don't really even pay attention to how many fights are on, on my con contract or whatever. Or like what fight this is going to like every fight is the same uh, important to me. You get your hand raised here, like especially a stoppage that's three and one in the UFC. Like, where do you think that kind of puts you in the division? Uh, I mean, I'm you know, I know it won't get me ranked or anything, but it'll definitely uh, you know, put some respect on my name, you know, if you know what I mean. Uh, I feel like, yeah, it'll I just this fight in general, I just feel like I'll really be able to showcase the you know, the fighter that I am. I, I still don't feel like I've really uh, yeah, showcased who I am, you know, I, you know, I've showed that I can, you know, I've showed that I can compete with the best, you know, I can win fights, you know, I know what I'm doing out there, but I haven't really showed who I am. And that's what I'm, uh, that's been my main focus this whole fight, this whole camp. Do you plan to call anyone out or is it really just right now, whoever the UFC gives you until you kind of get that number, then you can start calling your shots. Oh uh, yeah. It's a couple guys on my radar, but I mean, you know, I got to give you the generic, oh, you know, I got to, I'm only yeah. focused on it right now but yeah it's, it's a couple guys on my radar for sure i'm not gonna yeah i'm definitely gonna uh yeah call some people out after every fight i'll have some guys to call out hey, do you think this is it for you this year like middle of november like it's probably hard to get one more in 
Yeah, most likely. Yeah, I would like to. Uh, yeah, I'd like to. You know, knock this one out and uh, get back in there around like February. I, I definitely want to do a quicker turnaround. You know, I want to. Uh, I just want to. Yeah, I want to get on the quick turnaround train. You know, guys t- fighting. You know, every two three months, I'm trying to make that happen. How much better do you think you will be, or like even now, like fighting active? Because like you had those stretches a year off, like from a Rosa to your last fight. Like it's, I think it's kind of going active. Like I think you're probably going to be a lot better than what you were. Uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, I would. I'd bet money on that. I, uh, yeah, that 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 year layoff just didn't didn't treat me right. It, uh, you know, not going to harp on it too much, but yeah, like just during the whole Kobe thing, and yeah, it just wasn't wasn't too good to me like everybody else. But uh, yeah, I I feel like once I'm once I start getting in here more and getting more active, that I'll you know I'll really be able to uh, showcase my uh, abilities a lot more. Uh, just a couple more things. You're at the apex, like with the smaller octagon. Do you think that kind of uh, is a disadvantage for you compared to the big cage? Because you're a guy that uses your footwork very well, and like you obviously have more room to kind of use your footwork, kind of keep your jab out there. Do you think it doesn't really matter? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, personally, I don't, I don't, I don't mind it. Like I'm good either or, but I could definitely, you know, see the argument for, yeah, like why the smaller cage will play more towards the grappler than the striker. You know, the grappler, they just want to get their hands on you. And, you know, if, if a guy got more space, he can, you know, pr- probably have a, do a better job of preventing that. But, uh, yeah, I don't mind it at all. I love the apex. Like that is home for me. I love the apex. Uh, well, just final thing then, like are you next fight, are you hoping back the apex or are you hoping maybe on a pay for you in front of a crowd again? So yeah, the same. Okay. Yeah. I just said, I love the apex, but yeah, at the same time, I'm, yeah, I'm really wanting to fight in front of a crowd. This yeah. next, Yeah. Like I would definitely, yeah. Yeah. I, I want to fight in front of a crowd. This next one for sure. But if that crowd's at the apex, I'm all for that too. All right. Well, Sean, I appreciate the time as always. Thanks so much for doing this again. Appreciate you, man. All right, we're joined by UFC featherweight Leia Letson, who's finally getting back in action. Leia, how's it going? Uh, it's going great. How are you? I'm doing well. It's been a while since we've seen you. Obviously, haven't fought since 2018. Like, uh, I just kind of want to start there. Like, what has been the reason for the layoff? Um, I've had some very significant health issues. Um, everything from my thyroid, my hormones, um, my gut biome and even my mitochondria were all messed up um, from severe overtraining and under eating. Um, actually, the UFC Performance Institute says that I'm the worst case of overtraining and under eating they've ever seen before. So um, it took about three years for me to actually heal my body and all the damage I was doing from the overtraining and under eating for weight cuts. When did you start to realize that like you could maybe start talking to the UFC about getting a fight. Like when kind of was that? Um, I noticed I was feeling so much better and my, my lab work was coming back a lot better for my doctor early in the summer. And then in July, I went out to the Performance Institute and I got an assessment and uh, they basically gave me the, the green light to go ahead and, and fight at 145. They said 135 was probably too much of a cut um, for my body right now, but uh, 145 they gave me a green light and so I immediately texted my manager and then they let the UFC know right away so was this something you noticed even when you were on tough or did that happen after tough um well I noticed as my career went on the more fights I did the more it was harder to make weight each each fight and uh I definitely noticed um 
during tough and then afterwards um my body was just i wasn't feeling good i was super tired all the time i was um not performing as well in the gym and my energy level was just awful and uh i hit a plateau when i was cutting weight for my 145 fight in my ufc debut and then i finally broke that plateau um with a lot more starvation and overtraining and then um after that fight, my body just completely shut down and I knew something was wrong. So that's when I went to the doctor. And now that you're healthy, like how much better is training now? Cause I assume you could probably do a lot more now. Yeah. Um, it's actually a lot better. I don't do more than I used to because I was training like six to eight times a day, which is extremely excessive and I'll never do that again. Um, but I'm actually, I'm training smarter now. So it's actually a lot more beneficial. I'm getting a lot more out of training and, I'm able to push myself two to three times a day and I'm recovering nicely. And it's just, it's a huge difference in my energy level and my ability to perform in the gym now versus a year or two ago. Did you ever think there was a time where maybe you wouldn't fight again? Um, Yeah, there was some really dark times. I'd say the first two and a half years um, of me dealing with all these health issues, I was questioning whether or not I would ever be able to get back in the octagon again. And uh, it was, it was really, really tough because this is my passion and this is what I feel like I'm meant to do. And when you're questioning whether or not you're going to be able to do it again, like that's, it's heartbreaking. And so that's why I'm so excited to finally be healthy enough to even accept a fight. That was the first victory right there. And what was the emotions like when they sent over that UFC contract again? um extreme excitement and i it was it was just like a surreal moment like for the longest time i really didn't think i was going to be able to do this again and and now i'm training for a fight again it feels so amazing i can't even tell you there's no words <laughs> i'm so excited and with featherweight in the ufc like there obviously isn't a whole lot of uh, women up there so did you kind of think felicia spencer was going to be your opponent just because she was she was one of those only people without a fight yeah, I mean, there isn't many options. Like you said, there's not a huge roster at 145. So I knew I was going to have to fight her eventually, whether it was this fight or the next one, you know. And um, I was really excited when they came back with that name, Felicia Spencer, because she's really tough and uh, it's a good test of my skills and I want to fight the best. So um, she's fought two of the toughest girls in the world in Cyborg and Nunes. So a great um test of my skills yeah and she went the distance with both of them so it just kind yeah. of shows how tough she is to finish exactly that's why i'm excited to be able to fight her it's a big name um and it's going to be a really good test of of my ability to to come back after three years of not fighting and and showcase my skills and i'm a whole different fighter now uh, stylistically how do you think you match up against felicia um she likes to come forward a lot and, and clinch up and kind of push you to the fence. And I'm going to be able to uh, pretty much negate all of her um, clinch stuff. I've been working a lot on my striking, my grappling, just being super well-rounded everywhere. So no matter where the fight goes, I'm feeling really, really confident in my in my ability to um, basically beat her wherever she wants to take the fight. How do you kind of see yourself getting your hand raised? I think a lot of people kind of view this as – if it stays standing, like it kind of favors you. Yeah. Um, I honestly, because she's so tough and she went the distance with uh, uh, Amanda and with Cyborg, I'm 
guessing it's going to be a unanimous decision when I don't know if I'm going to be able to finish her because she's very, very tough. What do you think a win over Felicia does for you in this division? Just because it doesn't take a whole lot to get a title shot at 145. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure exactly what uh, my next fight would be after this one when I win, but uh, I'm really excited to find out because there's not very many other options. So maybe another fight with another featherweight and then maybe a title shot. I don't know. I'm not trying to look too far ahead. You know, I'm just trying to win this one. <laughs> Is that hard though? Because I know a lot of people like think, oh, when I get the mic, like I have to make this call out and stuff. But for yeah. featherweights, like it's so hard because there's only a couple that like, it's hard to call anyone out really. And it's really only your focus is on that fight. Right. That's why I haven't really called anyone else out because first of all, I'm not looking past Felicia at all because she's very tough. And second, I honestly don't know who they're going to match me up against next. And with a, with just the way your body went, like, is it 45 from here on out? Or do you think there is a chance you might be able to drop down a band weight in the future? Um, if my body continues to heal the way it has been, um, I think Bantamweight weight might be in my future. Um, I just have to take it slow and um, let my body kind of naturally lose weight and not try to cut too much weight. Because if I try to put my body in a super caloric deficit again, it could shut down again. So I have to be really, really careful about how I go about cutting weight. When you step into the octagon, like, what are the emotions like? Is it like nerves, excitement? Like, what's going to be kind of going through your head? Um, it's hard to say because it, it's been so long since I've been in the octagon. But normally, um, it's extreme nerves until the fight starts. And then it's just extreme focus on what I have to do. So I'm kind of anticipating that uh, I'll be extremely nervous because I haven't been in the cage for three years. But um, once the fight starts, I don't feel anything but extreme focus. Do you worry about ring rust at all or anything? Like, I know some people say it's a real thing. Some people don't. Like, what are your kind of thoughts on it? Um, I don't really think that it's going to affect me too much just because um, this isn't the first time I've had a long break from fighting. Uh, back in 2017, I was deployed. So I took a year off, actually a year and a half before I fought on the Ultimate Fighter for the first time. And um once you get back in there, it's kind of like riding a bike, you know, it just, you, you feel like you're at home again. <laughs> Are you kind of viewing this as your like official UFC debut that it has now like nothing to do with tough or the tough finale? Um, Kind of. Yeah. Because I get my own fight kit now and I get my name on my clothes and I'm pretty excited about that. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, it does feel kind of like my UFC official debut because it's not associated with tough or anything. Uh, just with the long layoff, like if you get your hand raised here, like are you hoping maybe put you back in before the year's up or get you a quick turnaround just to kind of make up for lost time? Um, no, because, well, for two reasons. Um, I'm going to be going down to Texas for three months for the Air Force. So I'll be on active duty orders for three months. So I won't be able to fight after this one um, for probably about six months. And then also I want to make sure that my body has plenty of time to heal and recover before I go back into another um, fight camp, just because of all the health issues I had. I want to make sure that I take it slow and let my body fully recover from this fight. Uh, how hard do you think you are going to be for Felicia to prepare for you just because you haven't fought three years and she doesn't really know what you've been working on or, or like you could come out a completely different fighter in three years. Yeah. I mean, good luck to her trying to find <laughs> 
accurate film on me because it's been three years and I've changed uh, training camps since then. And I'm working with completely different coaches with different styles and I'm a completely new and improved version of my old self. So, I mean, she can try to look at old film of me, but it's really not relevant anymore. Just last thing, have you stayed in touch with anyone from your tough season? Yeah, actually, I'm really good friends with Marcia Allen. Um, me and her still talk and hang out, and she actually might come up a couple times to help me spar and train for this fight. That's awesome. Well, Leia, I appreciate the time. Thank you so much for doing this.